Well, good morning again, everybody. Uh, if you were with us last week, you heard us say over the next few weeks we're going to be doing what we call Roots Interviews. It's based on our church's mission to see family trees transformed by the gospel. And so every once in a while we like to get individuals or couples up here just to dig a little bit deeper into their story, partly to get to know them a little bit uh, and, and partly to encourage you with their story, let you see what God has done in their lives and what he's capable of doing in your life. So today uh, we have Dave and Ann Harkelroad. And they are not excited to be up here, um, <laughs> um, but, we, but we're going to have some fun with them nonetheless, and, and, and we'll just start really easy. Uh, tell us about yourselves, if you could, just where did each of you grow up? Um, what's your job, career uh, at this point in your life, and how long have you been married? Dave? Okay. Uh, and uh, <laughs> This is <Sorry>. the time. <laughs> okay. So I grew up in... Michigan, Westland, Michigan, and um, started out with a teaching degree and then ended up in the 80s. It wasn't great in terms of trying to get a job and ended up at Ford as um, like more in the product development timing end of things, still using okay. kind of what I knew. And met Dave, um, and it was about, I don't know, 1994. Four, we got married, so we've been okay. married about 29 years now. Okay, coming up on 30. Coming up on 30 Great. next year. Yeah. Dave, tell us about yourself. So I grew up in East Detroit, which is now called East Point. Um, I've been an engineer for since 84 in the automotive field, and we've been married 29 years. <laughs> well done, well done. There a couple, couple of pictures there from the early days. Babyface Dave. Good to, good to meet you. All right. Um, and I'm, I'm going to name your kids, and then we're going to okay. come back to your kids. And you guys will, will kind of see what I mean in a bit. Your kids are Andrew, Madison, Jacob, Ellie, Isaiah, Jeff, Josh, Joe, Levi. <laughs> Did I get them? Uh, that, yep, that's, that's all right. <laughs> We're gonna, if you were keeping count with me, we're coming back to that. That's why we got these guys up here this morning. Uh, real quick, how did you guys end up at Fieldstone? Because it's been four or five years now, right? You're pretty close to yeah, the Yeah, it's been about almost five years now. Okay. Um, so I would say it was um, like our, just our transformation, like when we came to, to know Jesus and start serving him. Um, we were involved in a, a church in Northville, Northville Christian Assembly, and... I think that was maybe in 2000, and we spent quite a number of years there, and that we ended up helping pioneer a church in Ann Arbor, and we spent quite a long time there, and it just with the amount of kids we have and living out in Milan, we just wanted to um, be more part of the community that we were in, yeah. as opposed to um, driving out to Ann Arbor every day and, and doing that, so yeah. we wanted to find a local church, and we knew Susie Livingston from our homeschool co-op. Okay, and you guys did. Yeah. And you'll, you'll, whether you know it or not, you've seen Dave out in the parking lot waving the wand. We tell him it's an important job, so yeah. he, he stands out there and does his thing. And I do it for the money. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, truth be told, uh, I've been getting lectured all week on don't say this well, and don't say that. Yeah. And I even had someone come up to me this morning and tell me not to fart while I'm up here. Oh so um, 
So yeah, we're grateful to be here. Uh, the reason why we left the last, our, our, the one church was we had a falling out with the kids, with our kids and the pastor's kids, and we just decided for a fresh start and we and our community and we landed up here cool well we're glad that you did uh, it's been great having you guys around here and these guys also host a small group believe it or not they're the only small group that when people sign up i say just you know this one's kind of pg-13 um and some of that is dave's fault but not all uh but they uh, awesome small group it's uh, uh 11 families yeah, yeah, 11 families it's, i just came like, do you think you guys can handle one more yeah come on bring them out yeah more the merrier um, but so, so with you guys, this story, there's, as with all, there's lots of different places we could go. You know, you, you've got your individual journeys to Christ, which we'll touch on a little bit. Um, uh, you know, we're not going to get into it, but an, an unhealthy start to your relationship, particularly rocky place within your, your marriage. Um, but as with all these Roots interviews, we want to kind of zero in on one particular aspect of your life and your family. So today we're going to focus mainly on your family, on your kids, and how you went from a, a family of two to a family of like 12-ish, you know, like, and, and how that uh, grew so quickly. Um, so like, like all couples, you got married and you're, you're kind of thinking, all right, let's start a family. Uh, but three years in, still nothing, right? You'd done some trying, weren't able to get pregnant. Talk a little bit about what, what was that struggle like and, and what were some steps that you guys took as a result of that struggle? Well... I don't. I don't think we ever viewed it as a struggle. It, okay. it didn't. It didn't happen. And so, just seeing a doctor, um, they gave some ideas of. We had fun trying. Right. That was Fantastic. Yeah. That's why it wasn't a struggle. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were. Right. Yeah. I thought you were nervous. Yeah, I know. See, that's what I said. When he gets nervous. I have Tourette's, and I just blurt out things, yeah. and right. my filter just kind of shuts off. Yeah, Fantastic. No. You right. didn't say that so at lunch. Can, uh, Joe, Joe so. can shut his mic off at any time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, all right. So this service okay. is now PG thirteen. Yes, right. uh, I didn't cuss. Yeah. I didn't. You know. Thank I you. Yeah. Thank you for not cussing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they, of course, they started with you could, and we were just like, oh, we're. I think we're just going to adopt. You know, there's a, okay. a lot of kids out there, and we just decided it was an easy decision. That's what we're going to do. So we didn't pursue yeah. any of the other. So were you medical. initially? Were you thinking, oh, let's go get a baby from China or? From overseas, or was it local, or what? What was kind of your initial? Initially, thought? kind of thought local, okay. but then it it was everybody was saying it was years and years and years. Like mm. I, I wasn't completely familiar with the foster care system at the time, and I'm just thinking, oh well, we'll just adopt a baby, and it wasn't that yeah. easy. Yeah. So when you want to specifically adopt a baby, it could take years if you if that's all that you're willing to do. Yeah. So. We, we just happened to, to get a flyer in a mail. Um, Weber's was hosting an international adoption seminar. And I was thinking, huh, maybe we'll do something like this. So we went to the seminar, and they had many large um, organizations rep represented there for adoption. You could do China or Korea. I think Romania was still an opportunity, and Russia. And... We ended up talking with this one lady who was not a big a part of a big agency. She worked out of her home. She had her own homemade poster board at the display. She had it was all the, all the fancy. Yeah, she had yeah. all the big ones that we'd all yeah. recognize, and then yeah. some and then this woman lady, by herself. Yeah, yeah. Just came with some VHS tapes. This was back in the ninety. And I have kids that I know. She travels there and she's like, This is my pot 
you know, of, hmm. of kids that need a home. And hmm. we're like, okay, we, we like this. Okay. And she was connected in Russia. Yes. Okay. And, and you said you literally, she would put a video on yeah. and you would pick a pick kid a, from the video. Yes. <laughs> yes. At the yeah. time. Yeah. So she sent us home with two videos and we're like, how do we pick? You know, it was two boys. It was Andrew and and Jacob, our first yeah. two children. Because Russia required, yeah. at least at that time, required that you, if you're going to adopt, you have to start with a boy. Yes. And then kind of go from there. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Their, their girls were priceless to them, and you had to prove, you know, that they were going home to a safe place by <laughs> adopting a boy first. Yeah. So okay. they sent us two videos, and we're like, we'll do both. Okay. Not knowing what we were getting wow. into, but we said we'd do both. <laughs> yeah. You picked one, and yeah. I picked the other, so yeah. we ended so up we to adopt them both. We'll do both, yeah. That, that's how it really works. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what was, uh, I mean, how quickly does the process move at that point, now that you've, you've got the videos, you've chosen your two off the video? I mean, the next week are you going to Russia? Is this months, no. or what are you, what it, are you looking it at? It took about nine months. Okay. We had to get... Um, passports we had to a lot of clearance and fingerprinting and forms to fill out and you're dealing with Russia and their court system because you actually go to court in Russia and the adoption is final in Russia and then as soon as we came through customs there was a law that um, in two points I don't remember when the law was but it it would make them U.S. citizens as soon as you went through customs wow okay okay um, Dave, you, you spoke into, <laughs> did you fall asleep? What's going on? You woke me up. Oh yeah. Um, so talk about, cause an interesting part of this process, you had to carry a lot of cash with you. Talk about some of the different roadblocks and hurdles associated with that and having to maybe bribe some customs officials and. Yeah. Um, you'd have to carry about $10,000 in cash on you. So you'd have it hidden on you and we go through customs and. In Russia. In Russia. And then. During one of the uh, adoptions, we were bringing uh, hockey bags full of donations. We got pulled into a back room, and they were asked about it because you can't tell them that you're there for uh, adopting. You tell them there you're for missionary reasons or some other reasons, and um, they're wanting to search us and this and that. And it was just thankful our driver was there, uh, who could you know who spoke Russian. We got him back there, and he got us out of there with a hundred eighty dollar bribe. <laughs> So not bad. Yeah. All right. I thought that we got off pretty easy. Yeah. So your first trip, you go and you pick up your first son, Andrew, and he is about three years old at the time. Yes. Just Um, turned three. And this was other than the video sight unseen, right? This was no medical report, no history, no nothing. Yeah. It's just you. And no one you're interacting with speaks English. No. You're trying to figure things out. (laughs) So it's definitely a tough process. So you're able to, uh, bring Andrew into the family, and then was it like a month later you went back? Yes. We were supposed to do both at the same time, but Jacob's court date got canceled, so okay. we had to go back the next month to Russia. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're two trip. different orphanages, yeah. two okay. different regions, so yeah. it probably worked out better yeah. that they were done separately. Yeah. Okay. And th- were those two bro- biological brothers? No. No, okay. No, they were. Okay. So you went back about a month later, got Jacob. He was about 15 months old, so you got mm-hmm. a three-year-old and a 15-month-old. Um, and then was it the next year you went back again? And then, in, yeah, that was in 1999. And then in 2000, uh, we went back to get our daughter Maddie. Maddie. She was okay. three at the time. And they were like, you can have a girl now. Yeah. Okay, sweet. <laughs> so they did. They sent us a video. And this one had many, many girls on it, um, from babies up to Maddie. And 
we just decided um, it's an infant home at four, they get moved into a different orphanage for four to 16, which we know it's pretty rough. And she was mm. three and a half, ready to get that bump out. And we were just, we took on the older end, even though they kept saying, don't you want this baby girl, baby girl? Mm. We're like, no, we'll, we'll, we'll take the oldest in there that was ready to get bumped. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and then you mentioned at that point, now you're on like the, the email spam list for yeah. adoptions, right? right? <laughs> just getting, getting <laughs> yeah. contact. Yeah. So then at that point, then they sent us a, an, an email and just they had our daughter Ellie there. And she was, it was a, a rougher situation. It was in an orphanage we hadn't been to. It's pretty rough. I don't even think they let us in. We, yeah, would, we would stay outside and they'd bring the baby outside. So bring Ellie out. It was pretty bad. Um, and with them, they, we knew a little bit. She wasn't very responsive when we saw her. I went on a trip with my girlfriend. First, we had to, at that point, they were saying two trips, come and visit and then come back. You know, and I can remember her saying, is this, are you sure you want to do this? And we're like, oh, yeah, we clearly heard the Lord say, mm. you know, that she will be okay. You yeah. know, that, that I, he had her for us. So then we went back and got her and, you know, realized that they, she had been a, born addicted to heroin. And well, she was going through withdrawals in a hotel over there. They yeah. had her on they never, they never let her in withdraw. the orphanage. Yeah. Uh, and then we had to have physician come and give her an injection of something just so she could make it home on the plane. Wow. Yeah. Then she went through withdrawals. Once we got uh, back Once home. we got back. That's wild. I think we have a couple pics of you guys. On, I think this was your first trip to Russia. So you That's got the... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're in the square there. And then there's the first four. That you, yeah. that you were able to, to get. So the first four first were all from, from Russia? Russia. Yep. Okay. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. We left out the pic that you sent, Dave, of the, the vodka celebration. Oh, yeah. After okay. This <laughs> pick up. Yeah, but, uh, I almost, I quit drinking after yeah. our sec second or third adoption. Second. We went out yeah. celebrating. At that point, we're with um, the same Russian folks every time, so we were developing a relationship. And the big Russian lady can drink under the table. Yeah. We went out, and they were drink bringing vodka out by the pitcher. Crap. Crap. It's a crap of water. Oh, my gosh. I was Crap's throwing up for pitcher. three days. In so Russia. Yeah. I threw up in the bar on the way to the driver's car, in the driver's car, in the host family's bathtub. Oh and yeah. after that, I, I kind of quit. Yep, never. And that, that's how <laughs> they knew the you were qualified to take home a Russian baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Yes, that's perfect, yeah. And you then know, uh, the Russian folks were out. Do, they were just, they drank as much as we did, if not more, and they got yeah. up the next day like nothing ever happened. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, but I would do it all over again. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> the things we do for our kids, right, that's Dave? Right. It's pretty, pretty amazing, yeah. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I mean, this is obviously changing your life. You went from zero kids to four in a, in a couple years. Um, what are you guys, at this point, you got the four. What are you experiencing now as you're adding these kids into the mix? Like, what, how, how is life, I, I imagine you're probably broke at this point, all these trips to Russia. Like, what, what's life like now with these, these three, four kids being integrated into yeah. your home? Okay, so at this point, we're living in Dexter. I think it was after our, the, our second adoption, um, that we found um, through a friend of ours who was inviting us to go to church with them. So at this point, we had a background. I had a Catholic background. He had a Lutheran background. And we weren't really 
um, serving our faith at this time. It wasn't like God was calling, maybe he was, you know, hindsight, sure. but yeah. at the time when we were doing these adoptions, it, it wasn't um, a ministry that we were thinking, you know, later as we get into more yeah. of the story here. So we were going to church. Um, I was developing, you know, a personal relationship with Jesus at this time, and it was tough. He working several jobs, um, not present that much with the kids at this point. Um, I just remember in church, the Lord started working. I mean, I'm, I yeah. couldn't stop crying in service. Holy Spirit just get over me, and yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah, and it, and it started as a Mother's Day request, yeah. right? Like, yeah. there's a re like Mother's Day is one of the highest attended Sundays in uh, in the church calendar because moms go, I want people in church. Church. That's, that's what not I my want impersonation of yeah. you, by the way. No, yeah, that's that was, what I that's yeah. what I said at the time. I wanted yeah. to go. To, it was Mother's Day. What do you want for Mother's Day? I want our family to go to church. Yeah, so we started doing that. Yeah. So it it there now, was a struggle. Now, what are you thinking? I don't yeah. think I asked you at lunch, but what are you thinking as you're you've been having these gospel conversations with a friend and you're mm -hmm. getting into Bible study and making it very personal. What are you thinking as you're standing there and you see Dave weeping through church services? What, well, like what, what were you thinking in that moment or in those well, moments? Yeah, I, I kind of knew that he was pr probably dealing with some issues the Lord was bringing up from the past, mm -hmm. um, maybe childhood issues and, and some of the other things that he had gone through. But he, again, I think it, at that point, um, I don't think he had fully submitted to the Lord. You know, at sure. that point, it, um, he pulled away. And I did have a circle of friends that we were just praying. I, I knew, I knew that the Lord would get a hold of his heart. I knew at this point that he had called us for these kids. I, mm -hmm. I knew our purpose and our plan. And, you know, it depends on who you take your issues to. If you're going to take them to the world, they're going to give you every reason, like, leave them. You know, you're justified. Yeah. But that's not what I wanted. I wanted... I knew when he came around that we wanted to be here. Yeah. You know, and he did. And God was and faithful. And I was a youth leader then. Yeah. And mm -hmm. he did come around. <laughs> yeah. And had a lot of fun fun with that, but I probably shouldn't have been a youth leader. Yeah. yeah. So thanks. They called me Uncle Dave, yeah. and uh, they would repeat some of the stupid sayings I would say as a pastor and yeah. whatever, but we, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for your service, Dave. Yeah. Yes. Appreciate it. Um, and so that's why he's in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> and the back row. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, you guys are going through a transformation individually as a couple. Um, and, and, and I think you probably found that it's this newfound, uh, more real, more genuine, more active relationship with Jesus that began carrying you through the continued growth of your family. Because you're only at four. You're not even halfway, right? right? So, oh, that's a period where I finally grew up. Uh, at age 39, um, almost as audibly as here in my head, you know, I was into some stuff I shouldn't have been. I was ready to walk away from our marriage again. Um, and this was my third marriage. So mm -hmm. I, been, I was married twice. And the failure of those uh, marriages were completely my fault, 100%, because I was very selfish. And I was still on that same path. And uh, he told me that if I don't quit, my salvation is at risk. I mean, as I was, I, I remember where I was at. I could hear it, and um, I confessed everything before Anne and the church we were going to in front of everyone. And I decided it was time to grow up and accept responsibility. And that is my turning point. Yeah, yeah. God's like, get in or get out, Dave. Yeah, yeah. interesting. 
So at this point, as, as you experience this growth and some transformation, you end up moving to Iowa. You just kind of right, had to just, hit the reset button. Yep, had to hit the reset. Yeah. You away. said anywhere but Iowa, and you guys went to Iowa. Yeah. Right in the middle. Yeah. Right in the middle of the state. I yeah, did. fantastic state out there, I enjoy Iowa. The, fishing, love, the yeah. fishing was awesome. Yeah, That's that might be their say. only positive. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so at, at this point, you, start, you continue to add to your family. You already had four through adoption. Started to do some foster care. Foster care. How, yeah. how many kids over the years came in and, uh, through your house through foster care? Probably about 10 or 11 okay. in Iowa. Yeah. Okay. And you had uh, one little guy, Oliver, for mm-hmm. a full year. For a full year. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Right. But, and, and you know some of these kids are coming out of really difficult situations. How do you, how do you I've always wondered this, how do you give a child back right. knowing kind of what they're going back to in some ways. Yeah, it was definitely hard. I definitely <laughs> didn't know if I could even do it, yeah. you know, because you, if, with a year you're dealing with the family, you're, you're seeing them, you're seeing their struggle, you've nursed this baby f- from mm. the abuse that he's gone through, and now you have to hand him back to the same people. But um, I just, oh. at this point, you just have to, I just pressed into the Lord and just said, I just need to know, like your peace I needed to, to know it from him. It was something I couldn't muster myself. I need, it needed to come from him, and he did. And it was right before Christmas. We we met with the mom. My two girls went with us, and we we gave them back. And to this day, we still communicate. We still like oh, wow. Facebook was a thing back then, yeah. and she'd send pictures, and we'd send pictures back. And um, to this day, we still communicate. It's been since 2010, I think, so wow. for 13 years. Well, a, we get, yeah. he had went through baby shake <coughs> syndrome, and he had a lot of medical issues, and the Lord healed him of hmm. every, they thought he was unhealable, and, yeah. and he, he was healed of everything by the time uh, we gave him back. Wow. That yep. was pretty cool. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. So then we end up back in Michigan. So yep. we were done. It was yeah. 2011. In, we did four years there, and we came back home. Yeah. We and did our time. Yeah. Did, <laughs> that's right. Thank you for your service yeah. again, yes. Dave. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at this point, you start adding to your family again in more of an official way. You added yes. the, the three boys, Isaiah, Jeff, and Josh. Yes. Um, that was 2012 from Florida. Yep, they were sibling, three boys. Yep. They were two, four, and six. And that was a, a little bit of a closer connection. You had, I think, your nephew's girlfriend. They were her, her boys, mm-hmm. and they had been abandoned, so you took mm-hmm. them. Um, and then you added Joe in 2013. Yep. Um, and his mom just left him at U of M. Is yep. that Fresh out of the hospital. We yep. got him at five days old. Wow. Yep. So one year later, after we had the three boys, so we went from four to seven in a year, and then in one more year, they called us for Joe, so now we had eight in a year. (laughs) And so then, three years later, you added Levi, Levi. number nine, and he was an infant as well? Yes. And he had been in in and out of foster care already He was two months old, in and out, in and out, yeah, so. And he had had some drug exposure as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah, so. I think we've got pics of the whole crew together. There's That was was Levi's court date. Okay. Yep. Missing yeah. a couple of the kids, but there's, and then there's everybody. The whole crew, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And at this point, you're done adding kids. Please tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, last wow. year we did have yeah. uh, a family of three come live with us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a, a niece situation that they, they called us from South Carolina and we needed, yeah, the kids were either going to go in the system or we had 24 hours to pick them up. And. We decided. So you got in the car and went. Yep, we drove South Carolina. Twenty-four Does hours. Picked them up. That's <laughs> that's like, different. 
right? Nobody does that. <laughs> and you guys have said yes to that over and over and over again. It, it's it's well, remarkable. My, my take is we felt led by the Lord. And I'm not going to tell the Lord no. Mm-hmm. We just do it because he's not going he's not going to let us down. He's going to provide the means and the resources. Yeah. So um, this 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 thing that started although, out Although <laughs> How do you can't do that transition? Right. We trust the Lord, although that's not a that's not a transition that we make up here, Dave. And paid a big price with, when oh. we had those three in. Oh, right, right, yeah. When we went down for court day, okay. she broke okay. her knee. Uh, we were in the ocean, and she got knocked over by a wave while we are waiting for court date and got her knee broke. She got her nose bo- broke from the baby. The baby slammed her head back on her nose and broke her nose, and then she developed neck problems. So as a result of that... Um, I think you you probably aged about ten years. <laughs> so. He was doing so well. I know. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll 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 talk before the next service. Um, but so, but so this thing that started out being like just you're, you're trying to start a family, right? And then yeah. it kind of turned into you just trying to do the right, right. thing. And then and then uh, you guys said the other day. Then we started seeing it through more of a ministry lens. Um, and it's amazing to look back and see how God's hand was kind of guiding each of these different decisions and moments, getting you through the roadblocks, taking care of provisions. Um, because honestly, some of these, it seems like without God's influence, no, nobody says yes to some of these situations, right? I mean, a three-year-old going through heroin withdrawals and some of these other things, these are, these are intense. Um, I don't think we would have done it if we didn't feel led by the diagnosis of each kid mm. and the issues that we knew uh, that they had attached to him. Oh, I you did. You knew Levi. We knew, but yeah. we were led. We, yeah. we felt led to do this. Yeah. So, Talk about the influence of Scripture. As, as you're going through the, these situations with each of the kids, as you're navigating things within your marriage, within your own personal life, what, what role did that play? I know that, that was a huge Well, after player. I grew up, uh, and then Ann and I, we both agreed, uh, we I finally, we finally surrendered our marriage to the Lord and we were going to do whatever he told us to do. An agreement that we made was any issue that we had, whatever the the solution is in the Bible for that, no matter whether we agreed it or not, we adopted that solution Mm -hmm. and applied it. Wow. And we try to do that with every decision. We try to, because I believe there's an answer for every every issue in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's a solution there. And we choose to apply a biblical solution to the issues that we're dealing with. Yeah. You said the other day, we, we started living our lives in prayer and obedience to the word. And that impacted your kids and how you interact with them, impacted Anne in the difficult season as you're navigating some of these different things with Dave, impacted how you view your past, how you view present things, um, even just Dave's approach to being a dad, I, I think, has been transformed by that in, in a significant way. A um, couple of passages that came to mind as, as you guys were sharing your story with me. One is from James chapter 1. It says, Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. These verses, we, I mean, these make really good magnets on the refrigerator, and they make really good posters on the wall. These things are for real, right? Some of these things that Scripture encourages us with and challenges us with, 
Um, it, it's amazing to hear that in the midst of some very difficult situations, you guys have experienced joy even in the midst of those things. You've developed strong resilience, strong faith, unconditional love, an incredible level of patience and forgiveness and grace within your home, um, all because you've allowed yourselves to be in difficult situations and allowed God to do a work in your life. And then Hebrews 12:11 is the other one. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained on it. I know this hasn't been an easy road for you guys. I know that you've had to navigate some extremely challenging scenarios. Some of those because of your obedience, some of those because of your disobedience. But I'm, I'm so thankful that you guys are seeing the fruit of allowing yourselves to be challenged and strengthened and matured by God's work in your lives. I think it's a, a pretty impressive deal. A um, couple more things. Uh, the band is going to come and lead us through one more song this morning. But just for those of you listening to this story, um, if you find yourself in a difficult season, maybe a difficult season outside of your control, maybe a difficult season of your own doing, number one, I want you to be encouraged by other people's stories. Right? The, the same God who has carried them can and will carry you. And we have people, we have families in this church who have been where you are, who are where you are going. And so if you just need someone to help process and navigate some difficult things, please let us know. I'd love to connect you with whether it's one of our elder couples or a family like Dave and Ann and what they've been through, just to, just to bounce some ideas off of them and, and maybe get some encouragement in that way. And then the second thing is this. We've used this phrase around here before, see a need, meet a need. Right? In my opinion, this is a living embodiment of see a need, meet a need. 24 hours to get these kids, fill up the car, let's go. You know, Multiple trips to Russia, let's go. Right? Let, let, let's make sure we take care of this. And so if you find yourself maybe recently kind of, man, are we supposed to adopt? Are we supposed to jump into foster care? Um, we've got families in this church who have been there and done that, and, and we'd love to connect you with them. And of course, we, we've talked about Safe Families for Children, with, which is an organization that we support as a church. Maybe a great kind of entry-level experience with taking in children and experiencing some of that. Um, and so definitely let us know if, if, if God is stirring your heart when it comes to those types of needs. Um, throw it on a connection card, put it in a black box, let us know. Shoot us an email, and we'll, we'll get you connected with people that can help you with questions and even just some of the, the, the fear and trepidation that often comes with with some of those things that we see. So, um, awesome. Can we thank these guys for being willing to share their story this morning? Let me pray for us as we clear out of here. And, and uh, if you guys would stand with us, we're going to close with one more song to worship and just be reminded um, of, of who this little baby Jesus that we're going to celebrate here in the next couple weeks, what he does for us, what he offers us. Um, he came for us. God became a human being in the form of a little baby, um, and he did it for us. Um, he's our Messiah. He's our Savior. And it's all because he was willing to make that sacrifice. Let me pray for us, and we'll sing. God, we love you. Thank you for these amazing stories, whether it was uh, Jim last week or Dave and Ann this week. Uh, God, we just thank you, um, number one, for the willingness to be transparent with where they've been, what you've brought them through. And God, thank you for the encouragement that the things that we see in the Bible do play out in real life, in real people's lives, in real life situations. God, you take the difficult seasons of life and you give us joy. Yes. You give us strength. You push us on towards maturity. Um, and God, when we find ourselves in those situations, 
It requires obedience. It requires a level of discipline. And God, you promise us that if we are faithful, that discipline will pay off, that obedience will pay off, and there will be fruit um, at the end of the day. God, thanks for your promises. Thanks for keeping your promises. We sing this to you now in Jesus' name. Amen.